Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast channel. My name is Sylvia Grace. And today I wanted to talk about sewing. So as always, I like to start out with um, a Merriam-Webster definition. Um, sewing means to scatter seed upon the earth or grow broadly or plants. To shrew with or <clears throat> as with seed. To introduce into a selected environment and plants. To put or set into the ground to grow or to set in motion. So some uh, related words to sow is plant, scatter, spread, disseminate, uh, distribute, disperse, seed, and broadcast. So I'd like to um, read uh, Genesis 26 through um, scriptures 1 through 13. Hang on a second. So it's the story of Isaac and Abimelech. Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Jer. Jer. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. Verse 4. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give I will give them all these lands, and through your offsprings all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commandments, my decrees, and my instructions. Verse 6. So Isaac stayed in Jer. Uh, when the land, when the men of that place asked about his wife, he said, "She is my sister," because he was afraid to say, "She is my wife." He thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebecca because she is so beautiful. When Isaac had been there for a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife Rebecca. Verse 9. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She really is your wife. Why didn't you say she's my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the men might, well, might as well have slept with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. Verse 11. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people anyone who harms this man or his wife surely will be put to death isaac planted crops in that land and did the same um excuse me isaac planted crops in the land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the lord blessed him the man came became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy so we see here, you know, um, Isaac had planted crops, you know, uh, and reaped a hundredfold. So sowing, you know, I think people automatically think, I mean, sowing, we automatically equate that to money. But yeah, that's just, you know, one form of sowing. Um, there's 
several forms of sewing. Whether you have um, a gift, but I'll, I'll kind of mention a couple um, of that later. So I just want to kind of dive into um, the scriptures that I just read. You know, Genesis begins, the chapter begins with announcing there was famine in the land. However, that didn't stop Isaac. You know, he was unmoved by the famine because he still pl um, planted, as we see in verse 12. He still planted, he sowed, and as a result, he reaped a huge harvest and later became very wealthy. So just imagine if you had the spirit of Isaac, that despite what it looks like in the natural, you are unmoved, you are unwavered, unshakable faith. You know, you still are sowing, and I'm just talking right now from a financial perspective, Let's say you're barely being able, able to pay your bills and you're still sewing because you're unmoved of your current circumstances. You know, I always think of that um, old song, the saints, trouble don't last always. This is just a temporary situation. You know, one of the things um, I did and I didn't do, you know, um, consistently when I uh, was in between jobs, you know, I. I uh, received unemployment and I remember asking or someone had asked I don't know where it was in church or it's a class I don't know but someone had asked you know do you still need to sew should you still be paying your tithes and the answer was yes and I was just like how can I pay my tithes and I'm getting a fraction of you know my uh, income so Back then, I don't even think I was walking with the Lord. I think I was just doing church. It was just something that I did that I got in a routine. Um, but I was doing to get. It was like transactional, like, okay, so now where's my harvest? You know what I mean? It, I, the, my heart wasn't pure. I was doing it because, and I didn't do it consistently. I'm being transparent. I wasn't doing it consistently. Um, it was just when I can, you know, when I when I could afford to, which I really couldn't because like I said, I was given a fraction, but I wasn't consistent in my heart. You know, God looks at the heart. My heart wasn't um, in the right place. I was doing it because I wanted to be rewarded. I wanted to have a job. Um, so I didn't have pure motives. My fruit was rotten, basically. Um, so I was sowing, I want to say bad seed, but I wasn't sowing consistently and my heart wasn't in the right place. So God, you know, wasn't going to honor that. I mean, like I don't even think I was, I can't remember if I was saved. I'm not sure, but nonetheless, my heart wasn't in the right place. Um, but if we just, like I said, just if we had, you know, the mindset like Isaac, you know, we can expect a harvest. And like I said, not just in money. Um, when we sow, we can experience a breakthrough. Um, God will release great things through us. I mean, God honors his sacrifice. You know, um, God, I guess I want to say the bigger the sacrifice, but God sees and God knows your heart, you know, and 
he will reward. You know, sometimes people, and it might not be immediately. Sometimes people, and I'm guilty. I'm raising my hand as if you all can see me, but I'm guilty. You know, I'm, I'm ever, you know, sowing and just um, automatically expecting a harvest like two seconds after I sowed. You know, and God, we know we do serve a suddenly God, but he may not always, um, it may not always be suddenly. It could be two, five, ten years from now. You know, so just keep that in mind. But but we really should sow because we love God. Like, we always not so much so for, um, like, transactional. Okay, now I sow. Now, you know, I sow. Now where's my harvest? You know, we want to sow because... We love God and he is our creator. He is our supplier. Everything in this earth is his. So you're just really giving back what you owe him anyway. And what is his. So this stuff is not ours. It's not ours. So, you know, it's one of the reasons why we really should, um, you know, get into a habit of sowing. So I'm going to just go... um, over different ways of uh, sowing. Again, other than the obvious, we know offerings beyond tithes and financial commitment to the Lord um, is sowing. You can sow your time. You may not have the fin- finances help. You know, church or ministries cost money. Like it takes money. Excuse me. It takes money to do ministry. So you know, especially if you're attending church, you know there's responsibilities that come with that there's electricity there's whatever all that needs to be paid so you know obviously if you can sell money that's great or even if you can sell money and in addition to you know your time or your talent so donating your time um, at your local church and organizations or words or you know whatever they need assistance there's always work to be done inside the church so I'm sure they're never really shorthanded of um, needing help, even if it's just for a specific event or in children's church, whatever it is, you know, sow your time as well as your money. Um, You can sow words of encouragement. You know, don't ever underestimate the power of words. Words carry a lot of weight. You know, you never know who needs to be encouraged. You know, I did a challenge. It wasn't a challenge, but I just wanted to be more intentional in speaking to people. Like sometimes when I'm out and about, I'm just focused on where I'm going or I'm just going about my, um, you know, my daily life, wherever I'm heading to. A lot of times I have a thousand things going on in my head. So anyway, I I made a, a effort to make sure I speak to people, look them in the face and say hi and ask them how they're doing, you know, depending on, you can kind of read people, whether they just say, hey, yeah, hi, or whatever, <laughs> or some people, hey, how you doing, you know, would kind of reciprocate back, and you can tell they're kind of open to conversation, and just even, like, especially going into, like, uh, was a CVS, or, like, you know, your grocery store, and I would speak to the cashier, and they would just, like, light up, you just never know, you know, just complimenting, like, hey, I like your hair, and it just, light up because you never know what people are dealing with we're living in a in a time where people are hurting and what did I lose all it took was me just taking the time and 
willing to be vulnerable because sometimes I didn't always get positive you know right? sometimes people just don't want to be bothered whatever I had to keep it moving and dust my feet off and kept it moving you know but it's just simple words and I was intentional and along with that words of encouragement just a random act of kindness you know do something for some excuse me for someone that you know um could be a need uh and not have a motive just because maybe someone needs uh, a single mother may need help babysitting or go to the nursing home and just spend time with the residents you know some of them don't have anyone visiting them they're just basically there you know so there's so many there's other ways you know to sew and we really should sew I mean we have the love of Jesus we want to be a blessing to people you know we just really want to we are the body of the Christ too so we like I said the Lord owns everything everything um, that we have is really his so we're just giving him back what um, giving back what is his so, so <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Some of the benefits of sewing um, is financial breakthrough. It unlocks favor in our lives and as well as our children's lives and generations to come. Um, you harvest, you can harvest from what you have sown. And it positions God's plan to um, unfold in our lives. So I just wanted to read um, a couple of scriptures. Uh, with regards to sewing. So Genesis 26, 12, it says, And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped uh, in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. So it wasn't immediate. I guess depends on what do you consider immediate. So it wasn't immediate, but it wasn't too long of a wait. Years not long. It's depending on who you ask, who you're asking. But, well, he said, excuse me. He reaped in the same year. So was it even a year? Sorry for that. So he kind of saw the immediate uh, return on his investment. Uh, I want to read 2 Corinthians 9.13. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. Amen. Amen. Two more, sorry. Ecclesiastes 11.6 In the morning, sow your seed and at the evening withhold not your hand for you do not know what will prosper. This or that or whatever both alike will be good. So just so knowing that you will eventually reap a harvest. Like I said, sometimes it would be suddenly, sometimes it could be years or months. But just nonetheless know that it's coming. And the last scripture, Second Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Amen. So, like I said, it's, um, you know, a lot of ways to 
So, and I have to be, you know, transparent. When I first uh, got serious at my walk, I was sewing off of my neck. That was a lot because my attitude, and then it was poverty mindset. It was, you know, thank God for the renewing of the mind. But my excuse was always, you know, I have to pay for this. I have to pay for that. You know, it was just like I paid everything else and then I paid my tithes. And I, so I wasn't even paying off the gross. I was paying off the net. And I did that for a while. Um, and then I eventually, I don't know how long I was just paying the net. But then eventually, you know, I started paying my tithes off <clears throat> my gross. And, and the Lord has honored that. We're supposed to. We're supposed to. And I remember one time, and I know it was, it was a, the Lord teaching me a lesson. It was a rebuke. I had some money um, left over. I don't remember how much, but I used it for not for its intended purposes. Like, I didn't pay my tithes. And I don't know what excuse I have, but needless to say, it was just that an excuse. And I ended up having to put money, I, had a, I don't remember what happened to my car, but I, it, was, uh, it required me to um, get it fixed. And not to say, you know, if I'd paid my tithes, it wouldn't happen, but, you know, it was so funny. But nonetheless, like, I still had to pay it, like, so I didn't end up paying my tithes because I had spent the money on something that I don't even remember what it was but it was no excuse for me not to pay my tithes and then I still had to put out money uh for my uh car and it just seems like you know there's times when I'm like when times were tight you know what I mean but I still had to you know make an effort and in, in to pay my tithes you know, I think a lot of times, and I don't know, like when things got tight, it was just like, all right, tides was like the first thing to go. You know, then I realized, like I said, thank God for the renewing of the mind. And it and it comes with maturity, you know what I mean? That's why I don't, you know, you have to allow the Lord to process you. And when I see, you know, um, people that are new in our walk, I understand, I get it. You know, money was something that was hard for me to part with because I was just like, oh, I got this and that. But meanwhile, I'll find some money for a trip or find some money to get my nails done. You know what I mean? So it was no excuse. It was no excuse. So, you know, I just want to encourage you all today that if you aren't paying your tithes or offerings, you know, do so. Not out of obligation. There's been times that I've gave, given under obligation but just be led by the Lord. Well, definitely pay your tithes. Like, that's really shouldn't be up for a discussion, your tithes and offering. But, like, you know, as far as sowing it to other people, you know, just be led. Or if there's an offer, just always be led by God. And just know that it's going into the kingdom. And, you know, we need each other in the body of Christ. Ministry costs money. If you go to a local church, you know, they have bills as well. So, you know, we want to give God what we owe him. So I pray this has blessed you all and I love you all with the love of the Lord. God bless.